one of us, one of us, one of us. Great showing, you guys suck and you cheated. Oh, we're recording? I didn't know we were recording. It is the biggest transfer or free agent signing in the history of the United States in any sport. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Ride the Pine. I am your host, Kenny Hutton. I'm here with my boy, Cameron May, and our champion of life, Adam Freeman. What's going on, boys? I would like to say that I am not champion of life this year for, like, the first time ever. I'm pretty sure your dad is. Oh, my oh, tie break. Jimbo. Yeah, because I did have the worst point differential, so I finished in third. He finished – or. I finished in eighth. He finished in seventh. Yes, that is Just right. So you know, I'm a little disappointed though. I had a pretty good streak going. I think it was like two years in a row. Um, it's it's a sad day for the model Americans. Uh, we will regroup. We will be better next year. By yeah, one for uh, as the only two time winner, uh, your your owner of the Las Vegas Police Department. Uh, I would like to take this time to say fuck you. Um, for rescheduling the draft so that Sean could draft and I could not. Um, that was super cool. And I'm glad that I gave up that first-round draft pick for no reason. You're welcome, Charlie. Listen, I mean, in, in nobody's defense, you're an idiot for letting go of your first-round draft pick. So I have, <laughs> I have two picks uh, if you want to trade in. I have two extra picks if you want to trade into those. So uh, just let me know. Let me guess. You want St. Brown like the other six people who texted me? Oh, I don't know. I have I have Chris's first and second round draft pick. Chris is not drafting this year, so we don't need to invite him. Chris doesn't want to draft. He always wants to trade his picks. So I don't care. Um, mm, yeah, as the only uh, person here representing the playoffs in our Jailbreak Dynasty Fantasy League, uh, it feels great. Thank you. Uh, Sean, you suck. I hope you lose next week. Right, Sean's playing me. So I will say it is pretty crazy that we had one nine and five team and five eight and six teams. I don't. I didn't even get noticed that until today. I'm like, that's Could pretty you crazy. Imagine, Wish we would have known. Imagine the headache it would have caused if we still had only four playoff teams. Yeah, that would have been awesome for oh, us to figure out. Boy, all right. Um, back on track. So we are going to talk about three things today. We are going to talk about John Rahm and Liv, Shohei Otani and uh, his ability to buy um, a small country. I mean, he can and buy a large country. That is probably true. And then we will wrap up with um, discussion of the New Year's Six Bowl games. So take it away, Cameron, John Rahm, Liv Golf. What's going on over there? Yeah, John Rahm uh, signed on with Live Golf. Uh, super next world, out of this world scenes of him announcing it live on Fox News wearing a Live Golf Letterman jacket, uh, looking like your high school quarterback at the 10-year high school reunion. Still hasn't moved out of his parents' basement, but he's he's holding on strong that one day he's going to get the call. Um, it's somewhere between 400 and $600 million contract. They're being real shady about the numbers. It's hard to believe with that leadership at Live that anything would ever be shady. I don't believe um, that. I, that's crazy. I don't, they're not a shady company at all. Yeah, I mean, I, just let me start off with this. I don't care. All it's doing is making golf less fun to watch besides four weeks a year. I love golf. I watch golf every Sunday that it's on. I, I just I can't do it anymore it reminds me and i feel like a lot of people are going to share this sentiment who watch golf it's the baseball lockout it's going to take a long time to build people's trust back up that this is actually something worth watching yeah cameron i'm with you on that one i watch most tournaments and definitely i'll flip it on on sunday and see what's going on um usually if i'm in my office on thursday i'll plug it in the background and just listen to it um it's going to ruin golf, I believe. I tried watching the promotions event, which I think is that is the coolest part about Live, is that they have an actual event that plays guys into the promotion of the Live Tour. Like, I think that's pretty awesome. It's similar to the EPL. I think that's a great idea. Um, it's going to destroy the normal game, I believe. Like, it's going to make it unwatchable if it goes to like a more of a Live product. That product is terrible to watch. One, you have to find the CW. 
Uh, two, they don't really flip back and forth well between all the guys that are playing because it is a scramble mode. Uh, it's just, it's not good. It, it, it's like watching TPC Scottsdale, which I love watching every single round. And it's it needs to be a little bit more toned down, I think. Um, and but I think it's golf, also, but louder. It is golf, could, but louder. Yeah, that's true. Could the production is, and I'm just talking about the TV side of it, be a European thing though? Because I've watched the European tour on Golf Channel when you can't sleep at like you know 4 a.m. Awful production. The well, it's it's because of the. It's just because of the product, like the value that this is being paid for, you know, like CW. Yeah, they're paying a decent amount of money to be able to put live on TV, but they're not paying what ESPN or CBS or NBC pays to put them on TV. I mean, that's there's no way that's happening. So they're they're putting out a better product. And the other thing, too, is that we are all blindsided because the Masters controls every second of what is on TV at the ma- during a Masters tournament um, that and they have it down to a science. Um, so we see what they see, and we see the only important stuff. Liv tries to do it, and it just it murders it. I think, ironic that I said murder with that group. Um, but I think that, no, it's not. Uh, no, that's true. It wasn't a slip of the tongue. Uh, it'll be interesting, though. I mean, I think Rom does add intrigue. He's one of the guys that I like watching, so I may tune in more to watch him. Um, I don't think Liv is done. I don't truly believe Tony Finau is not going to go. Um, I think Terrell Hatton, the rumors are his, he goes too. Uh, we talked about another one. Kenny, you can bring up that name here in a second if you want to. Um, I, I don't think they're done. I think they're going to take it over. And especially with this merger deal that they have, I think, what, till the end of the year to be able to, to come to some sort of agreement on. I think they're, I think a lot of names are going to end up transitioning over and we're going to have some version of live PGA together. So the name I'm going to mention is, is is something that my brother mentioned is is Rory. Rory has been the the glue holding this together, and he said maybe somebody like Justin Thomas, maybe, mm-hmm. but Rory just left the player advisory board. I don't know if that's the exact term for it, yeah. um, and yeah. that he has basically sat on the entire time he's been with the PGA. That is troublesome for the PGA. No, what's troublesome is that when this all started, they kept Jay Monahan in charge. I've said this since the very right. beginning. Tiger Woods should have been acting commissioner from the very beginning, or you find somebody that is ultra business oriented to be able to do it until Tiger wants to become into that position. If Tiger was in that position, you never would have had this battle. It would, he would have squashed it in a heartbeat. He would have got the money and all of the endorsements that they would have had. It would have been fine. Jay Monahan doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. And he should not be running anything of this high level. It's he's worse than Gary Bettman. He's worse than Roger Goodell. Yeah, I don't think Rory's going anywhere. Um, I, I think another part of that would probably be that I don't think Rom would want him to come over. I mean, part of the reason the speculation is that Rom always felt like he was on the outside of the boys' club with Rory and Tiger and Spieth and JT. All those guys were all on the pack already, and he didn't. He wasn't really a part of that. He wasn't in there. And there's rumors going around that he was unhappy that he didn't feel like he got enough respect or enough pull within the PGA. Well, I mean, really what it is is it's he wasn't one of the Florida boys. I mean, that that truly is what it boils down to. I mean, you have have that – I don't want to call it frat group, but that's kind of what it's become with the guys like JT, Spieth. Even – I know Spieth lives in Texas, but he travels into Florida all the time. Um, Scheffler, like that entire group of people that all kind of like group together in the off season or, you know, different periods throughout the season down in Florida, that's the group that's holding the PGA tour together. It's not the other random guys that, that play on it. It's not the guys in corn Ferry, all of that stuff. Like it's, it's the main group of guys that all live within 10 miles of each other down in Florida or have a house with each other down in Florida. Um, so I think that we, yeah, I think he was probably one of those guys that eventually was going to go no matter what. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of like the Kepka type, but uh, I think that, I don't know, I think in the end it's not going to matter. You're just going to have a whole bunch of guys that are paid a lot more money than everybody else. I mean, I don't think, I don't, it, it's not going to get me to watch live anymore. I don't, I don't like the format. I don't think the shotgun start 
translates well to television. You have you have no context of like you saw no one else play whole three yet, so you don't know right. like oh was this did they do something good or is every single person going to birdie whole three? Right. Like there, there's the coverage is bad, the format is bad, and they can't expect us to take it seriously when. Bubba Watson traded Taylor Gooch for Matthew Wolf. <laughs> it's Taylor almost Gooch, like training Mozart for a first-round draft pick in the second week <laughs> of the season. Worst team management by Bubba than me in our fantasy yeah. league. I mean, the best player statistically on live circuit, most wins. For the worst. Traded for the guy who his captain outright <laughs> said, you're not good enough to be here. Shout out to yeah. Brooks. You're my boy. How are we taking this seriously? I do think one thing that they could do right, and sorry, Kenny, we can't keep kind of taking control and you're just kind of sitting there, uh, but they Whatever. could do team golf the right way. I mean, you got to remember, PGA got rid of the match play championship, and they could do a very interesting version of a match play with teams. I mean, you could do you know pairs or however you wanted to do it because they have the Zurich down in New Orleans that they do team play. So why not do something like that to where they could put teams out there and make it a true team competition? And you could do it, you know, every other month or something, you know, however they want to group teams and then they can get points for individual finishes. Like, I think you could do it really interesting besides doing scramble golf. Like that just doesn't, doesn't fit unless you want to put four, four pros playing a four man scramble type thing. And each one, you know, they all start on a whole shotgun style that way. All right, I kind of I'd be interested in watching guys because you're going to see some scores in the the low fifties at that point. Um, but that's really the the only way they're going to be able to get away with. Well, them. the problem with scramble golf is is that when you you comprise a four man team, there's always the ringer, and then everybody else. And like, man, you go you almost got to see bad shots when you play scramble. Like, and they're just pros. It's it's not entertaining. They're they're too good. Yeah, so, they could do like a best ball or something to make it interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Listen, we've beaten the dead journalist Easy, yeah. too much. And <laughs> oh my! Hit the sound bite, hurry! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta use. Bro. All right. <laughs> On to the next topic: Shohei Otani. Adam, talk to us about the richest baseball player ever. The richest baseball player ever. Well, not for 10 years. Uh, so Shohei Otani finally ends the uh, the mystique, I will say, of his free agency and signs with the Dodgers. Um, I think this is probably one of the most interesting free agencies ever because we didn't hear a word of him until he allegedly was flying to Toronto. We'll get to that here in a second. Uh, but he signs with the Dodgers. It's the largest contract in sports history, I believe. I think it North was American Messi. sports. I think it's. I think it's overall. I think Messi's was the largest at six seventy. Where's our? Or where's our soccer guy? Is he on here? No. Okay. We can. We have no idea. He's uh, bad only the invisible virus. Yes. Uh, definitely the largest in baseball history. Trout was four twenty six. Obviously, seven hundred million is way more. Uh, it's a ten year deal. The interesting part about this deal is it is very unprecedented in the amount of deferrals. Bobby Bonilla officially spit out his drink as he heard this one going on. So Shohei is getting $2 million for each of the first 10 years. And then for every year after that, for 10 more years, he gets $68 million for there. That is how they're getting that $70 million a year spread out. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into this with like the luxury tax and how that works and how the Dodgers are going to do it. First, let's start here. This has to be to me. One of the craziest stories ever when you start piecing it together. The fact that his agency is behind, allegedly, sending Robert, who is part of Shark Tank, whoever that, I can't pronounce his last name, who is an agent, Hersevik, yeah, there you go, nailed it. Uh, is that Mr. He, Fantastic? He, Mr. No, Mr. Mr. Wonderful Mr. is Wonderful. Kevin O'Leary. No. Oh, yeah, there you go. Anyways, uh, they allegedly sent him from L.A. to Toronto and got over 4,000 people tracking that flight. It was him that apparently got off the plane. Uh, and he is a CAA agent, which is part of the agency that Otani is a part of. Uh, they, they allegedly sent him there. And the whole reason behind it was because they were not getting the amount of money that they thought they were going to get. 
So they used Toronto as pawns in this whole little game to get the Dodgers to up their deal. John Morosi announced that he was going to Toronto to basically sign with the, the Blue Jays. A couple hours later, guess what? It wasn't Shohei. And then Shohei's old, uh, agent came out and said, no, 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 he's still in L.A. because they got a f- another offer from the Dodgers, which turned into this massive, massive payment. Um, the other crazy parts are obviously the deferral money. Uh, you have you know, $680 million they're getting deferred. And the genius behind this is that if you have a deferred payment that is deferred for more than 10 years and it's spread out among 10 years after that, you pay state state income tax based upon the state that you live in at the time of the payment, not the time of the contract. So he can live wherever the hell he wants to pay state income tax, which also includes back home in Japan. And I'm pretty sure they don't pay state income tax. He would just be paying federal. So it'd be whatever the Dodgers have to take out of that one. Guys, this is... I I think you're wrong on that because the way two of my buddies were talking about is that he basically signed the contract in California. He is subjugated to California taxes. He is not according to CBS. It, it depends on how they do it. Cause California has the loophole that if it's something that is like put into like a retirement fund and it's vested over 10 years, then you're not required to pay that tax on it. If you're not currently living there and the way yeah. the CBA is for baseball is they, aren't just paying $2 million a year. They have to put $44 million mm-hmm. into investments and then make it grow to $68 million per year by the time it's done. So by year yeah. two, they'll be putting in. So we'll probably have to, for the first two years, pay California tax. And then the last eight, that'll be the 10-year mark, and you won't have to. It's so that explains it. why it was such a lower hit right. on the luxury when it kicks in. And let's hold on. I got another one for you that just absolutely blows my mind. I got to find the tweet. Uh, the biggest losers of the Otani deal structure, courtesy of Den Boganovic. I don't know, random guy on Twitter. Uh, biggest losers of the Otani deal structure are the cities and states that the Dodgers play in for the next 10 years. Example St. Louis City would have made $26,000 a year in the jock tax. That's the tax that comes out of everybody's, everybody's paycheck for playing in whatever city or state. Uh, from him if they would be paying him $70 million a year. Instead, it's only $740. The city, the city is going to get back from him. <laughs> yeah, <It's>, I mean, <laughs> guys, we still he's have playing 3D chess. <laughs> he's not playing checkers. He's not playing chess. He's playing 3D chess at this point. Well, if he was smart, he would have had a clause that whatever money that they're deferring, that he would require the Dodgers to spend that money to build a team around him. Granted, the Dodgers already have a good team, but I feel like we've seen what happens when Otani's with one or two stars. And I, I don't think they're done. Wasn't I, great. Personally, they're not done. I, I think I think Yamamoto is very much in play. I think Glass now is in play. Um, there's rumors that Giolito, which he didn't have a great year last year, but he's still a solid pitcher. There's still that guy named Clayton Kershaw that if he's healthy, he'd be your number five. I mean. We're talking about way better than Adam Wainwright as a number five in his final years. Um, yeah, I don't think they're done. And that lineup is is disgusting. Like, I would not fear that. And you still have a really young, like, a really, really young and highly ranked uh, minor league staff, too. So, yeah. No, it's uh, not pitch this year either. So No. And this is also his second Tommy John. Like, that's or uh, technically whatever elbow surgery he had. It's interesting. Have have they mentioned any clause if he can't pitch anymore? Because obviously he's basically getting two contracts. He's basically getting two 10-year, $350 million contracts. Yeah. One to be a pitcher and one to be a hitter. So is there an out for the Dodgers? Or are they just SOL? I think I think they're SOL. I mean, I, mean, I, say I don't that, think it matters. I really don't. Knowing that apparently – the early projections are is that Shohei Otani is worth $95 million a year to the Dodgers. So even if they were paying him 70 a year, which we can talk about the loophole, I don't like it. um, He would still net them $25 million a year. Like that's another position player. That's star level. I mean, you're talking about, 
probably a similar comparison of what Messi is going to enter Miami. Except he was already in the league. I mean, you're when yeah, you Messi's think global, and Otani's not. I think that would just more so be here in Japan. I I think you say Otani anywhere, and people know who Otani is. I truly, I but maybe it's not quite there. Is nothing like soccer. Like, maybe it's not, not quite, way. but the I guys bet who run you live don't know Otani. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they do. <laughs> uh, I would. I would not be shocked that the the economic impact to the Dodgers is similar to what Miami gets. I mean, they're selling their tickets on just the Dodgers website have already doubled for pretty much every game. The aftermarket, the third party market of tickets has tripled. A jersey costs three hundred and forty dollars for Otani. Like I did see a funny tweet that said somebody was going <laughs> wanted to defer their, their gonna pay payments. Going to pay him forty bucks now, and in four yeah. years they were going to pay him the other two hundred. I don't. I don't think it matters. And to me, it to me it doesn't change anything. I, the Cardinals were never going to sign Otani, so I, I don't have to worry about that. Maybe with this deferred payment, they may have thought about it, but they weren't going to spend seven hundred million on it, so we didn't have to worry about that. It does suck, but he's in the better LA market for sure, and I wanted him to be in a market that we get to see. We're going to get to see the Dodgers a lot on TV, way more than we did the Angels. And if he's healthy and he's pitching and hitting, I want to see it. I want to see our version of Babe Ruth. I don't care where he's at. They still have to perform. The top payroll in MLB has only won the World Series three times in the past 20 years. I don't. Yeah, but you know what? That's the same bullshit argument that Ken Rosenthal used to justify, well, this is good for the game. I don't think it's good for the game. I think I think baseball's taking a nosedive, and this just made it worse. But I don't know how well, it's bad. Baseball hasn't taken – they were taking a nosedive. They had a bit of a rebound last year, minus the World Series numbers, but that's kind of to be expected with who played. Uh, I don't think it would possibly be a great thing for the game, though, to have his games on at – you know, 10 o'clock in the middle of the country and midnight or one in the morning on the East Coast, like, that's that's not going to help anyone. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to see him on Sunday Night Baseball anytime that they are away. Or you're going to see him on Sunday Night Baseball no matter what. Like, we're going to see... We're going to see the Dodgers like we see the Yankees and Red Sox on Sunday Night Baseball. I mean, so we've got that, and then any away game is going to be a game that they're going to put on TV. Hold on, hold on, no, hold on, no. I want to push back on Cameron's point that baseball bounced back. Um, what is the best way for most of St. Louis to take in a Cardinals game? Ooh, that's going down to legally. The uh, I mean, right now it's Bowie's streaming app. No, it's listening to it on the radio because nobody Bally's does not play Cardinals games on their streaming app. They only do Blues games, and unless you have a password from a friend, if you have any major te- television provider. You can't yeah. watch the St. Louis Cardinals. I, I watched them all last year on my Bowie's app. On my phone. Well, I think that's that's going to change. Because they <laughs> Unless said... Unless something changes this year. They were talking about it the other day on 101, is that you cannot watch the Cardinals games. They were not going to let you watch the Cardinals games this next year. Well, that's because Bowie is supposed to be going under all the way. Which would then default us to the MLB network. Which then has 19 other teams in the MLB who are all going to lose their television, basically, plat- their television platform. Well, they already cut like 10 of them. There's only like nine left on Bowie's. The other ones all defaulted back to. That doesn't make it any MLB better, app. Cameron. Yeah, just get MLB network. <laughs> I'm not paying that money for MLB no. network. You get it free with T Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, T-Mobile. The largest carrier in the nation. I might have to switch. I'm tired of AT&T. Fucking bullshit. Data <laughs> overages and whatnot. It's not I like Cameron's fault. commercial for T-Mobile. Yeah, that was... It, I mean, it might have sold me. Mm. I don't know. I I don't think it's terrible for baseball. I really don't. don't. I mean, it, it got a lot of people talking about it. $700 million got a lot of attention across the country. I don't know. I think... I. I hmm. I just think, and it's sad for me, I, I think baseball is dying a slow death. But not because of this. That's because I don't think it helps. Thing. I don't think it uh, helps. I don't know. I, I don't see it hurting in any way. I really don't. I, it doesn't change anything. It, 
it, I don't think it, it makes hurts, a superpower in the it, NL. Yeah, I, I don't see it making it better, but I don't see it being any more negative than him being on the Angels. I just, I, 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 you put I don't him know. anywhere. I, you put him anywhere, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make anything worse. It doesn't matter where you put him. I'm not. And, and I guess my thing is, is I look at that Dodgers lineup, and I guess it, it just annoys me that a team like that somehow is only spending 130 million dollars because they deferred all these payments. No, and they're going to pay. It's like 230 is what they're paying when all is said and done. I'm going to look at the article that says they're at right now, even with Otani, they're only at like 130. Now that it might allow them to sign somebody like Yamamoto and front load all of his contract. I just, I, I think of it in the way that, you know, somebody mentioned it was like the NBA has all these super teams and NBA is boring to watch too. Cause you know, who's going to be there. Like the beautiful thing about baseball is, is that it's so random. Yeah, and, and we got the Diamondbacks I, that were in the World Series at, last year. The Dodgers but lost I in the first that, round. I think that is <laughs> right. on the way out, though. With these with these teams, it, it Juan Soto going to the Yankees, and they got Juan Soto, Judge, and Stanton. Like, and they have on. no pitching. They have zero pitching. Garrett You're Cole not justifying it. it by going, oh, they don't have any pitching. I don't. I, I don't care, Adam. That's not the point. They're still going to lose the division to the A's. Yeah. <laughs> or the Rays. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they may lose to the A's once they move to Vegas and go to the East somehow. <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, Soto, I think, makes them the tied for second best team in that division. Toronto is still a very good team. Uh, the Orioles are right behind them. The Red Sox are the worst team in that division. It still goes Rays, Yankees. Blue Jays, Orioles, Red Sox in that division. I just better than the Cubs. Even then, oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I, even then, though, like how awesome would it have been to see him here ten times a year? That well, he's I wouldn't pitch be able to see him because people are charging like five hundred dollars above we, ticket price. We've talked we about do this. We're not going down this market. Way. We can the go down over and different. over again. Ticket scalpers are... I blame the Swifties. Top top five group of, of bad people. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, uh, well, I mean... <coughs> our favorite people, Ticketmaster and all their goddamn fees, too, doesn't help either, so... SeatGeek's barely better at this point. Yeah. No shit. Let's not talk about SeatGeek and their this place sucks. fees. Throw <laughs> <laughs> it all up. I'm, I'm just I mean, I, I, I just think of it as in the way of like whatever like the European, like EPL, for example, right? Whatever they're doing, yeah. they still keep tickets of relatively Normal. affordable for their fans. And people are already talking about how their Dodger season tickets have doubled. Oh, yeah. That's not fair. It's not fair. And I guess that's maybe my, my biggest issue with it. And then you have teams, the six or seven teams that are below what Otani's AAV would be. Like, come on. Either buy these guys out and force them to sell where you're going to have everybody spending like that. Or create a salary cap. Yeah. It's, that's, I think that's the part that is destroying baseball is that you have teams that don't compete. I mean, yes, you're going to get a team like the Diamondbacks that doesn't have to spend a lot of money. The Orioles that doesn't have to spend a lot of money to make the playoffs. But they're going to have to. Like, we were talking about it last night. The Braves were one of those teams a couple years ago, and they would still be one of those teams had they not prepaid all of their stars. If they wouldn't have prepaid all those guys, they'd still be one of those teams that's hovering in the low hundreds, maybe at the highest. But they went out and they prepaid all those guys so that they – basically bought out arbitration and stuff like that. The guy who owns the A's, and his name is slipping slipping my mind, payroll is what? $34 million, $38 million? Yeah. And what does he get out of it? He gets to leave one of the worst cities in the country mm-hmm. and go to Vegas and have a taxpayer-funded stadium for him. And Are you he's fucking be able kidding to, me? And he's going to not have to pay state income tax on all for all of his players. So that's just... He's going to be able to start raking. Speaking of it, that's a team that if they put money into it, they're going to be – the ALS is going to become a powerhouse with 
the, I think the Mariners will be up there, the Astros, and then you get Vegas. That's going to be impressive. I don't, I don't see how he, he'll do it. I think he'll ride the wave of it's, oh, it's new and fancy in Vegas right now and pocket a whole bunch of money and probably turn around well, and sell the team. It's the same thing as the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders, let's face it, they're, it's very similar to L.A. It's, their fans aren't the, at the games. It's all the away team fans that are at the games because it becomes, the, it becomes a casino that they can all go to. Well, absolutely. And, you know, they weren't the first ones in there. The Golden Knights do have that advantage. Right. Hmm. Speaking of powerhouses, Alabama's back in the college football playoffs. (laughs) What a segue. (laughs) That's why we make the big bucks here at uh, Ride the Pine Podcast. You did a great job with that one. (laughs) I think you were waiting on that, to be honest. Wait, look, we were going down a a wormhole that there was no coming back from besides... But besides Sean entering the door, kicking the door down. You, uh, <laughs> Big Bird style. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin coming run down the stairwell. <laughs> Still mad that he's not working the board on this one. That would have been fantastic. It would have been a whole lot better than me trying to do this damn thing. All right, All right so let's, let's go over college bowl games. Kenny, start it off. Oh, okay. All right, so we have uh, <laughs> one of our playoff matchups. Uh the Michigan Cheating Wolverines versus the Crimson Tide of Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Thought? Uh, Cameron, you have all the spreads. What is the spread in this game? Uh, Michigan is currently favored by one and a half. So Michigan is one and a half. I would uh, put my money on Alabama. Yeah, there's no way that photo of Nick Saban driving a red Ferrari, double cupped with a door full of red man, <laughs> of red man gold, not just yeah. red man. Yeah, red he was, man gold. he's a high roller. He's not going to go with anything less than gold. Big Chief, the best. <laughs> he's he's not losing this game. No. Alabama's winning outright. Oh, absolutely. I'm not even. I'm not even banking it on on that. I don't think Michigan is that good. I really don't. I, let's not forget that they only beat Ohio State by a touchdown. Really? That that was it? That was their best game, and they beat Ohio State by a touchdown. Everybody else they housed. But we're talking about the Big Ten. They didn't they didn't house anybody impressive. I forget who they played one major non-con game, and I don't remember who that was. It wasn't even that, that big of a game. I mean I wish I wish I had the exact yards. Um, but I'm gonna present a team. Uh, team A's quarterback over the last three games of mm. the year threw for 400. I want to say it was like 415 yards. Iowa. And um, three touchdowns. And then Team B's quarterback threw for 450 yards and had like five touchdowns. Which one's Michigan? Uh, I'm going to go with the B. lower one. It was indeed Team A, and Team B was Florida State. (laughs) (laughs) Who started a kid still in high school at quarterback. Yikes. I don't think Michigan is a great football team. I think they are a very good football team. Um, Alabama is a beast. The only thing, Kenny, though, is that I think Alabama's defense is not a typical Alabama defense. And... Michigan has a running game. Like that's their Blake Corum is a very very good running back. Uh, they have a very decent offensive line. I would say probably more than decent. They're probably an above average to good offensive line. If you get an average showing by that defense, they they can run the ball. And again, not that it was against anybody impressive, but I'm pretty sure against Penn State they just ran the ball the entire second half. They didn't have like two passes. Uh, mm-hmm. So they can do it. Like they can run. I don't know if they were able to send anybody to scout Alabama, though, so that may be a little bit tough for them. Um, they may not have the play calls for that one, so it's going to be a little bit of a downside. Um, both teams have a massive travel. Uh, it's Rose Bowl. It's a big game. Uh, Alabama. Uh, Alabama's going to cover. I would probably say Alabama covers, and it hits the under. I don't think that they'll go over, which I have no idea what the under is. It's probably somewhere around 50. Yeah, I mean, the defense is a good point because Auburn just rammed the ball down. A bad Auburn team just rammed the ball down Alabama's throat 
faster yeah. than Lizzo at an all-you-can-eat cheesecake buffet. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that is alarming. Alabama's still winning. <laughs> I, I am actually going to cast the, the, the Auburn game aside because the Iron Bowl is something different. The rivalry games are something when different. When these teams meet, you throw the records out the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I, I still got to look at what Alabama did to Georgia. And no yeah. team has done that in mm-hmm. 30 games. So... Yeah, give me Alabama. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right, so my final number two, uh, Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl. I'm not going to lie, guys. This is going to be the best game. This may be the best game of the New Year's Six Bowls, other than one that we have a couple ties to. Uh, I think this will be the best game of the playoffs. I think that Texas wins. Honestly, I think that Texas runs away with this one. Uh, I think what currently they are minus four, correct, Cameron? I would take Texas minus four. And I'm going to take the over, too, on that one, whatever it is. It could be 100. I'm probably going to take the over. <laughs> Did you see them play defense? Kenny, go ahead. I'll pull that I'll pull that over real quick. Um, Oregon was favored by nine points against Washington. And Washington found a way to win. Oregon is a better football team than Texas. Washington beats Texas because I, just, I want nothing more. I want nothing more than Texas to be welcomed into the SEC by just getting railroaded. Now Washington I mean, has a habit of not doing that. They just barely do enough to get by, but Washington wins this football game. Michael Penix should have been your Heisman. Winner. You are effing crazy. That no. is J- Jaden Daniels all day long won the Heisman right. Trophy. You I are one hundred percent wrong. Look, Have I'm not going to take anything. Him. I'm not going to take anything away from Jaden Daniels. Great player. I think Michael Penix was better. Mm. That's just my opinion. If it was yeah. on, if it, if I was voting, it would have gone Penix, Daniels, Schrader. That's how my <laughs> ballot would have gone. I don't disagree. I don't. I don't disagree with Schrader at three. I don't Look, disagree with Schrader. Schrader also three. got robbed of the Doak Walker Award, but that's neither here nor there. Hundred percent hosed on that one. So yeah. uh, over under currently at sixty four for that game, Adam. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna take the over. Take the uh, over. I am. I'm going with Texas. I think Texas wins. I do think. I do think they'll cover, but I do think it's within within a touch a possession. So somewhere, I think they probably win by five or six. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Uh, the over is in play. I, I wouldn't be comfortable taking it, but I'd be comfortable in taking Texas cover. Look, never don't forget that Washington's got a whole bunch of Hawaiians on it, and those Samoans know how to play football. <laughs> they do. Look at the Rock. It didn't work out so well for them. Not playing yeah. football. <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, the game that is going to be the most boring of all of these: uh, Georgia and Florida State. Oh, <laughs> you could have gone. You could have gone with either of the two. We could have gone. Next. Yeah, uh, Georgia is currently favored by fourteen points. I don't think that's enough. Georgia wins by twenty. Uh, this game is going to be a disaster. The state of Florida is going to lose their argument for whatever the hell they're trying to say of collusion. Whatever, I don't care. Uh, Whatever his name is down there can waste the money that he's going to waste trying to argue that one. This one's going to be a housing because Georgia's going to be angry. It's over. It's over already. Uh, let's just face it. And let, Georgia's going to win by 20 plus. Let me just say, I'm so glad to know that there is nothing going wrong in the state of Florida. That the AG can sue the college football playoff that's committee. That's because Florida man's got it all under control. He's in the news every day doing something. I didn't see the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer. Everything's good. Yeah. Everything, everything's coming up roses in Ron DeSantis' Florida. So I'm glad that they are they they're able to take the take their time and allocate it towards this. Anyway, um, they're going to get boat raced. <laughs> in, in in wrestling terms, this is a squash match. Georgia is going to pound them. Uh, ride them hard, put them away wet, or whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, put away wet. This game is over before it even. At least has throw a towel over them, guys. So I just want to say this: 
the Georgia and Florida State game kicks off at 3 o'clock on Saturday the 30th. Toledo and Wyoming kick off at 3.30. Is Georgia and Florida State over before Toledo and Wyoming kick off at 3.30? Only depends on if that game actually kicks at 3. Ooh, all right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Georgia Georgia by a mile, by by 21. It, yeah. it, Georgia's blowing them out. And I hate to say it, sorry, Coach Bright, like Florida State should not have been in the playoffs. It's a stupid argument. I get what you're saying. I get it. I hear you. I disagree. Uh, it's the last year of them doing it this way. Let's watch some fun games like the four that they picked. Because watching Florida State get their ass kicked by any of the other teams would not be fun. Who was the team that got murdered last year in the semifinals? No one got murdered in the semifinals. TCU got (laughs) murdered in the finals. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it'd be be similar to that. Here's what I will say. If Jordan Travis's leg doesn't go the opposite way of which it's supposed to have been, they're in the college football playoff. But then they are a legitimate contender. Now they're not. Well, and I think that's that's a great point to make is that they're a legitimate contender because of how they finish the season, though. They're not a legitimate contender because of whatever else. They don't – it's not a questionable game against Florida. It's not a questionable game against Louisville. Like, those are blowout games, and they're probably – honestly, they're probably sitting as a three seed as you go into that, maybe even a two seed, depending on where it is. Um, so I don't – I don't disagree with you in that. They had a great season. They they had an undefeated ACC season. The ACC is a little bit of a down season. It's kind of the argument of the Big Ten. If Michigan didn't have that great of a of a true regular season and they were barely competitive getting through the Big Ten, do you think that they would have done it? If Ohio State was not ranked at all, they would be in the exact same position as Florida State would be. Well, if you believe the rumor that the – Universe or Florida State University was raising capital, which would sum up to one hundred and twenty million dollars. They're going to be in the Big Ten in the next two years. I wouldn't. That's a stupid move for them. They should be in the SEC. My nope. Opinion. Apparently, the SEC is looking at uh, um, uh, North Carolina and Virginia. Oh, I take those in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, Cameron, what's the next game we got? Uh, the next game uh, looks like drumble. we got. You went too fast. <laughs> the Fiesta Bowl, Oregon, and Liberty. Oregon favored by eighteen and a half. Speaking of boat races, give me Liberty or give me death, <laughs> somebody. But give me Oregon. <laughs> but but not this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there, there's not much to say there. I, Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Sacrificial Oregon. lamb. And Bo Nix is playing, too. That Oregon is going to run through that one. Well, Bo Nix is, what, 45? He's got to get that eligibility. Keep going. You know what the cool thing is about college chicks, right? <laughs> I, I think his wife graduated college already. <laughs> she did. I think she yeah. actually has her master's. Good Lord. He should have been to college for seven years. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Cameron, go to the next one. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll save the bets for last. So we got the Peach Bowl, uh, Ole Miss versus Penn State. Penn State by, favored by three and a half. Uh, these have been really boring picks so far by us. Uh, I actually think Ole Miss is going to win this game because I think they're going to be pissed off about their inferiority complex because Mizzou's better than them. Wait, so you went Ole Miss? Yeah, Ole Miss going to okay. For all uh, the bitching that fan base did on Twitter for like the six days where, oh, we're going to get left out of the New Year's Six even though we had better wins than Mizzou. <sighs> it pains me to pick Ole Miss. Lane train, baby. Let's roll. I don't have a, cha- a train horn or I would have played it because I'm going Ole Miss too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ole Miss – I think Ole Miss runs away with this one. Honestly, I could see this being James Franklin's swan song. Um, I think that when some some schools start moving around here, I think James Franklin could t- occupy a spot. I think he's he's not going anywhere at Penn State, uh, other than he is getting a very nice, nice contract. Um, 
but I think he could be on his way out. Honestly, it would not shock me if Harbaugh leaves Michigan and you get James Franklin to go to Michigan. Because I don't think Harbaugh's staying. Anyways. Now I'm thinking about James Franklin at Michigan. Cameron, what's the last bowl game? Oh, you're going to me for this? The one who didn't yeah. go to Mizzou? All right. Yep, go that's, for it. That is, that is <laughs> a shock. Uh, yeah, we have the Missouri Tigers taking on Ohio State. Missouri favored by two and a half. Uh, I see I'm what gonna... you did there, and I really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm going to give the floor to our, our local Mizzou guy, Penny, to start this off. Look, one team is motivated, one team is not. The one thought they were a playoff contender, and they're not. Um, one has had, at this point, 18 por- players enter the portal. Um, and while their insider said uh, they don't foresee Harrison and uh, Henderson opting out, those two kids are definitely going to opt out. They don't have a quarterback. Mizzou is motivated. Mizzou... Minus two and a half. Give me the Tigers. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would be clapping or cheering right now, but it's not doing anything when I click this stupid button. This is the worst host ever. Uh, I think this is going to be a fantastic... Brought to you by Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that random click coming through or go into the transition screen. Uh, yes, I agree. I think there is... There is a lack of care going through Ohio State right now. Um, I don't think you could pump up any of those kids. When your quarterback leaves literally after the Michigan game, um, I he's not even in Columbus anymore. Like He was out, packed his bags, ready to roll. Um, he did not want to be there anymore. That says a lot about what's going on inside that locker room. Uh, I'm honestly shocked that Day is still there. I almost call him Jason Day, Ryan Day. Uh I think that I don't want to say that it's going to be destruction. I I don't think it's going to be great for Ohio state. I really don't. I think Mizzou has a lot to prove and I'm not saying that on the Homer side of it, Homer, H O M E R. Um, I think that Mizzou is going to come out mad and they're going to, I think they're going to run it. I, I, I have a feeling it it ends up getting ugly and not in the sense of like 20, you know, I don't think it's that, but I think that, I end up thinking it's not going to be a competition. Mizzou's going to cover. I'll say Mizzou by Mizzou by nine. Damn. Yeah. I'm... I I don't. I just don't. I don't see it. I really don't. And the other part of it too. So we got tickets. We're going to go down to Dallas, and basically, it's like we're part of the girls' Christmas present and mine, and Justin's too. Don't tell her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, she knows about it, so it already counts. Um, but uh, there's not many Mizzou tickets left, but there are a ton of Ohio State tickets They're gone. for sale. All the Mizzou tickets are gone. They sold out in less than 36 hours. Well, yeah, but on the, even on the resale market, you, oh, can't get okay. many, you can't get many on the resale market. Um, I, what is, I was going through, I think maybe I found a 1,000, you know, something like that. On the Ohio State side, there are a ton of resale tickets. That that stadium is going to be yellow, 100% going to be yellow, or gold. Let's call it gold. Um, I think you're supposed to wear black, by the way. Are we? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. like that. I guess they're going to wear red, so maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll have to find out. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think Mizzou's going to do it. I think it's going to be – I think it'll be a fun game for Mizzou, that's for sure. I could be wrong, but it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Mizzou here. I, uh, I already teased it in our group chat and everything else. Uh, I will be uh, placing money on this. Um, this will be <laughs> a Mizzou win uh, by more than two and a half. I would I would feel comfortable if the spread was seven and a half. Still taking the zoo. Uh, I I think they win by more than a touchdown. Uh, that kind of confidence leads me to be in a bad place. Day after my thirtieth birthday, I'm already going to be down bad. So I might as well get like real down bad. Uh, there are some bad omens that I have to warn people about. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> This is uh, so 30. slow. Thirty. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't uh, have thirty. Hold on, 30. wait. I know who. I know who will hear you have at your birthday party. Wow! Oh, it's a bunch of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have two of them. Um, there, there is a subset of the Bushwood fam uh, who's going to the game, which is an awful sign for Mizzou, considering TC is zero uh, and two 
at games that he went to that Mizzou played. So uh, we did all we could to keep him away. Unfortunately, he's coming your way. If you see a bald guy about five foot two yelling and belligerent, that's probably him. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mizzou's winning easily. All right, let's, look, let's wrap this up. Then. I was gonna say, look at look at Adam going. Cameron's making bets, and I'm I'm gonna sit at home by myself and pace back and forth. Oh, I'm not going. <laughs> no, Are I you said not Cameron's placing a bet on that bets. game. Oh, I'm, I'm for sure. I don't bet on Mizzou. Uh, I don't. Probably for the best. Yes, it is. <laughs> Usually, it is. Like we're all we're all so confident that they're going to win. We all do know this I, is Missouri, right? You know what I happens. Do, I do wish. I mean, I was so confident preseason. I wish I would have taken the over on the five and a half wins. Oh yeah, we missed um, on that one. We should. I, I screwed on up on that one big time. Same thing so, with the under on Colorado wins too. We we should definitely put money down on that as a as a podcast too. We did a whole separate <laughs> special podcast edition picking Mizzou games, and we all picked them to win either eight or Kenny at nine and a half because he mm-hmm. had ten, got scared, and changed it to nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you would have, if you if, if you would have gone like halfway through before the Tennessee game, I would have been like, "That's the one I'm changing" because Tennessee is not any good. I should have just let it ride. I would have been right. I would have been right. You would have. But All you right, aren't, well, and now it is. And now Cameron, hit us with the socials. There we go. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Pod Ride the Pine, at in, on Instagram at Pod underscore Ride the Pine. We're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, whatever you want to listen to. Follow the socials. We put out links to all the episodes. Uh, whenever we get time, we make clips, put them out there as well. Some of them are funny. Some of them do great. Sometimes we talk about Sasquatch. Sometimes we talk about sports. <laughs> Uh, we are on TikTok at RTP hyphen, not underscore Kenny. Uh, that's another place you can find our shorts. Like, subscribe, comment, review. Do whatever you want. Only if it's five stars. Five star or one star. We want no threes. Yeah, no we twos, want no, no in between. Five no or one. Five or you one. love us or you hate us. Go big or go home. All right, let's. Can't. Cameron said, "Yeah, do whatever you want." And all I can think of is my favorite TikTok guy, Senior Kane, the baker. And he goes at the end of every video, he goes and have a good fucking day. <laughs>